Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Willie Thorne, and this is the Flats and Shanks podcast. I'm Willie Thorne, and he is... Jimmy Somerville. Thank you. I was hoping you were going to say that. Small Town um, Boy, what a song. Have you seen the... Um, the the video that went viral, that went feral of him joining in a busker singing his song once. Yeah, of course. Have you seen the video of Xavier Rush smashing some boy in a chip shop? No. What? You haven't? Not the one where, no, I've seen the one where um, Reese, what's his name, chucks someone over the, the prop. Did I not put it on the group with me, you? Hang on. The, the, prop, the prop who played for Newport, forgotten his name. Reese Thomas. Stinky. What's his name? Reese Thomas chucking someone, was it Kerry Sweeney, over the top of a chip shop counter? You've not seen Xavier Rush hammering some guy in a chip shop on Saturday night slash Sunday morning. Hey, when was that? Um, Saturday night, Sunday this morning. You, what? This weekend gone? Yep. He was no, with me. No, send it to me. He was with me in the locker room and yeah. uh, couldn't keep up with the pace, could he? Of Shank the Tank. Oh, God. On uh, one, was it? Well, I couldn't drink till after. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you, so you joined in at the end, brand new. Yeah. <laughs> Up the ante. Uh, have a look now on your phone whilst I fill. Uh, okay, I'm watching it, guys. Are you going to you going to put this on live? No, 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 no. Of course not. But oh I my mean, god, why would you one want to take on someone that's 18 stone, built like a breeze block, with some Lithuania's oh hair? That is, you're not going to put it online, are you? It's, it's online. Oh, it's out there, is it? Okay, I was going to say, because it's not fair for our uh, listeners otherwise. But um, Rushy yeah, Instagrammed it yesterday. Oh, did he? Yep. Yep. 
I would have thought you'd have, and I, you, I, there was this thing on Instagram once that I was like, whoa, look at that. And it's two kids smashing each other in a field or something. And it's rugby tackle, big hit. And it's like, can't believe you've, you've liked that. You've posted that because of the concussion problem and stuff. And I'm like, oh God. Oh, well, okay. I can't believe he didn't take more of a run up. I took it down. To be fair. And if I was there, I would have been over the top of him going eight legs, six legs, eight legs, six legs, eight legs, six legs. <laughs> or like Sam Burgess, get up your cat. That's the real Get case. up, you cat. Um, yeah. yeah so. um, mm. uh, Kevin Sinfield is running 100 miles from Tigers to Leeds um, um, in aid of Rob Burrow, um, MND. Saw it in the news this morning. Oh, amazing. Kevin Sinfield's my hero, mate. Mm. He, yeah. Honestly, I love that guy. He's, he's the best. If Leicester lose every game for the rest of the season, I'm still voting for Kevin Sinfield as Man of Steel. Can he win Sports Personality he's, of the Year? Oh, he might have I, won it already. He, mate. He should be Prime Minister. Him and Borthwick. He's going to be knighted. Has to be. Yeah, of course he is. Has to be for his charity raise. Of course it's unbelievable. He is. What about Lowell, do you reckon? Lowell's charity raises so much money, but do you reckon with, you know, some of the false accusations in Lawrence past, do you think Lawrence could be knighted? Mm, yeah, I think so. I mean, there are people in there are people in government who've done worse. You know, I don't know if there are. I'm just assuming there are. I think it'd probably um, come down to the amount he's raised through the Delio Foundation, but mm, I'm, I'm sure it's quite a lot. Because Bex hasn't, has he? He's very active in that. Yeah, Bex, something's gone on with Bex, though. I reckon must be Jiffy. Um, as soon as he can afford one. <laughs> He hasn't got a mortgage, so it can't be long. He's doing a lot of Q&As again. He's back on the Q&A circuit. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, yeah, I think so. With what Jiffy's done as president of Lindra, which is a, a cancer charity, I think the amount of money he's raised since coming in as president is absolutely massive. Knight him. Give Edwin a curry. It, a might be along, it might be along the lines of 20, 30 million. Since what? Really? Yeah. Blimey. Amazing. Yeah. I could just be making that up, but I, but I think it is. It's 100 million. Mm. Uh, I'd just be happy with an MBE, mate. Yeah, well, no, or, uh, Tommy, because like, England won the World Cup and they all got MBEs, and it's like. Or a Prime Minister's this. pardon for something that might happen in the future. <laughs> yeah, in the bank. Just one in the back pocket, tink, tink. If I'm going down, I can guarantee you at least 10 to 15 are coming with me. Oh my God, a lot of people are going with you. Mm. Yeah, equally, you're going with a lot of people. <laughs> you're I laughing, can name 20 mate. lads. You're laughing, mate. You're one of them. It's nervous laughter. <laughs> it's nervous laughter. I'll um, trade you in for immunity. Well, it's like um, my WhatsApp got hacked. Not that it caused me a problem, but it was like, then they give you the option of the two-stage authentication, you know, that thing. Mm. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yep, 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 yep. Not because I send anything, uh, just because I receive stuff from people like you that's inappropriate and I do laughing emojis to it well I receive it from John Bentley and other people oh do you yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Wilkinson's the worst though isn't he <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> yeah that's a joke everybody Sam Warburton um, wow Warby and Borthers a living nightmare no absolutely not yeah, absolutely not completely joking. Uh, just I bet Kevin Sinfield doesn't either we need to grow up we need yeah, to grow up we do um, Flats We Love Sport is a sports app for the ultimate sports fan um, yeah Helps you find the best places to watch the big game. Yeah, because all the, the games, um, the Automation series are on Amazon, but you can actually still watch it down the local pub. Um, so the app, the We Love Sport app, will tell you exactly where to go. And they're also giving you two for one on Guinness uh, throughout November. So terms and conditions apply. Um, you know the rules, but you know the drill. But 
you can um, get stuck in through the We Love Sport app. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, rugby. What a weekend of sport. Not just rugby, sport. I really enjoyed the Mexican Grand Prix. Oh, that really? was good. Okay. Yeah, Verstappen, Red Bull are flying at the moment. They're so quick, mate. I mean, I don't know that. I just saw Lewis Hamilton a headline saying yeah, they so they can't do anything about it. They have got quicker cars at the moment, but if anything, well, if any team can turn it around, it'd be Mercedes, won't it? Here's the thing. It's Verstappen had an amazing start. That's what got him into great position. But anyway, carry on. And Perez is doing really well as well now. So if there's two quality drivers, challenge him. Yeah, Perineum's good. Um <laughs> I, uh, the thing is, right, there is an argument. F pro, F1 fans, right, are like you. They they don't want every car to be the same with the same engine and just different sponsors on the side. They like the tech and all that stuff and the advancements that are made and the little nudges one team makes over another and why a Red Bull quicker than all that stuff. You like all that stuff. To the un, to people who are not fans and the eyeballs that are not currently on F1 that they want on F1, it's like it's... It's one of those things like Tour de France. Oh, well, what's the point in watching pro cycling? Because the winners are all on drugs anyway. They're not, but that's the assumption. And it's like, well, it doesn't quite seem equal. Things might not be equal. If everyone drove the same car with the same engine, I mean, it, would, it wouldn't work because you've got all the different suppliers and manufacturers and stuff. wouldn't work. But then it is literally down to the driver and his or her team. Yeah. And for me, it is a more pure sporting competition. Whereas this is... This is one of those things where it's a 100-meter final. You've got no idea who's going to win it. But then one of the runners has got spikes that have been developed by by Nike that no one else has got. And he wins by a tenth of a second, six weeks in a row, because no one else can beat these spikes. It's like, well... Well, it comes down to money, doesn't it? You know, So some of the bigger companies have more money than your likes of Williams-Renault, for mm. instance. So they can develop the car more. They've got more research. They've got more, um, more funding. So... Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I do agree. And then it comes down to who is the better driver, who takes the better lines, who's better at overtaking, who's better at braking late, um, what strategy to use, what tyres to use, um, when you come into pit, weather plays a massive factor in it as well. So I'm with you. I'm with you, fella. But I tell you what, when I go go karting at Supercarts, um, got a certificate, uh, yeah. I'm always looking around before we get on the track with who's got the fastest car. What car looks fastest, totally. and I'm I'm making a beeline for that straight away, even if it's like positioned eight at the back when they come in to swap over, you know, because you still do your um, you still do your laps to find out who's in pole, and of course you do. more often than not, it's me. Just saying, just saying. No, you are good for a heavy guy. You're very good, but the the thing is, if you make all of the cars and the aero and the engines the same then you allow the teams, obviously the drivers are all different, you allow the teams to choose their tyres, manufacturer, choose when they pit stop. So you choose when they stop, you choose their tyres. I honestly think that is that is sufficient variables to make it interesting to people like me who think, well, I read a headline, Red Bull is so much quicker. It's like, well, I just, I love cars. I'm obsessed with cars and I never, ever watch Formula One because I think, well, it is basically the moneyed teams against slightly less moneyed teams, and one of the moneyed teams will win. That's kind of how it is, and it's a bit like, you know, we're we're in the rugby world, so it's different. We we watch everything because we love it, and it's our job, and we're converted already. But it's a bit like when Sarries were battering everyone for a couple of years. It's like it turns out to have been unfair, but it's in the end, it's like well, yeah. it's kind of predictable. Oh, you know? merchant Brent, why are you talking about Formula One when you've got all this rugby on? 
That's what I'm hearing yeah. in my ear from producer Phil. I got I got a rugby I got a rugby theory for you. Absolutely, one hundred percent, the best, the ultimate next captain for Wales after the legend well, Alan Wynne Jones. Yeah, wait, hold that thought because before well, all we right, go that, all right. we have to look at some of the satellite wins that you had at the weekend. Standard. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me. Uh, well done on Scotland. Cheers. Two points. Cheers. Cheers. Mm, mm. I thought I thought Scotland by four, but you were pretty good on that. Um, yeah. So Settlet is a, a lovely little app where you can bet against your mates. Um, nothing goes to the bookies. So mm. like you, you know, you owe me now a, a Cortado and a ham and cheese toasty from Costa. Oh, you know, other right. other outlets are available, but we just like Costa because it's at all services. When we do our, we eventually meet up and do our pod. Other outlets are available. Their toasties just aren't as tasty uh, or greasy. I know, I know. So it's it's better app between friends. Um, download it, settle it. It's it's nice and easy. Settle it, and, settle uh, it. It is good actually. It's nice. And um, the two point thing. And you're not giving any was, money to the system. Yeah, establishment. But what I but the two point thing was. I mean, it's arbitrary, isn't it? But I thought without Karevi, um, Australia have got a, a brilliant midfield, mega midfield, but yeah. not. Nowhere near without they're nowhere near as dangerous without Karevi, I don't think. And I thought Scotland have got got it the guts of them to do it, but they will have the odd opportunity that they do squander because they don't quite look the finished article in terms of composure in the red zone yet. But um so I was I was I guess. Hunter right, Payasami was but, good though, mate. Oh, he's good boy. He was he's good. good. I know Karevi, he's not a, yeah. Karevi I, gives you go forward. You so know, does he level. in a bit, but yeah, I, I agree with you. He, but he worked, he did play actually pretty well. Um, it's a bit like for me. It's a bit like Mar Nonu versus La Mape or something. It's like it's actually they're both big old grunters, but one of them gives you slightly more quality at the moment. He's been around longer, but Paisami was mega. I thought it was fantastic. But that yeah, I, I Stuart Hogg is so fast, mate. Mm. Every, I watch him. I watch every game he plays, and he's getting quicker. Sideways as he's well, quicker. you know, like so laterally, yeah. really good as well. But I'm actually doing pretty well on the Guinness Pint Predictor. Uh, funny enough, oh, I've won, I've won three prizes. Um, there's a Guinness Legends League, which I'm now at second. Um, three points behind Trimby, Andrew Trimble. Yeah. Uh, and had a really good weekend, actually. So got a lot of my results right. You can still join. You can join our league. Um, all you've got to do is download the the MatchPoint app and go on the Guinness Pint Predictor, register. If you want to join Flats and Shanks League, just add Shanks. I'm ninth in that at the moment. It's 215 members. Um, but Guinness Legends League, I tell you who's um, pretty low down. Goody, yeah, Jim. All right, okay, standard. Uh, and Barry Murphy having an absolute shocker. Nolly's not doing too well either. She's on eighty. Good. So good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, crack into it. it. Can be fun. You can win your mates yeah, pints. You can win yourself pints. Uh, have a go at it. Have pints. a go at it, guys. Yeah. Pints mean prizes, or is it the other way around? Look, this great. Who it's knows? wonderful stuff. Uh, I'm really pleased for you to be doing well, Tommy. Basically, so, you're, you're more competitive than I am. How? Yeah. How do I want, I want? I want to talk about the Wales thing first. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, great. Go. Wales. Let's, let's start. Wales, South Africa. Well, the next captain first. Before we talk about the game, the next captain absolutely has to be Ellis Jenkins, except I don't think it quite can be yet. No. Ask me why, please. Pourquoi? Because he needs to... We are all, except every other open side in work. No, they are, I'm sure, except his competitors. We are all desperate for him to be fit for the next 10 years without missing a week. I think it's a bit like Sam Underhill with England. I'm not saying he should be captain. He is an absolute terminator, man-stopper, hell of a player, right? But you can't make him captain because he does get injured, has got injured quite a lot in the past and has spent a lot, missed a lot of games. So what you don't want to do is name a captain who isn't sufficiently robust that you can back him to play almost every game. It's like if England chose Marrow, like touch wood, Marrow just doesn't miss games. And some people are, you can convince yourself that they train harder than the others. You can't tell me Marrow trains harder than Sam Underhill. Some people are genetically prone to get hurt more than others. It's just the way it is, you know. I, we, you and I played with, I don't know, whoever, Danny Grucock for years. The bloke got hurt once or twice in like 15, 16 years. Tony Tepros, another one. I'd, I'd cleared out a ruck in a game of grit and semi-contact at England training once and smashed my elbow. Like, how have I done that? I literally don't know how I've done it and I'm out again. So it's like some people are just unlucky. Weak. But, but Ellis, weak, yeah. But Ellis Jenkins, it's like, well, I, I want, it's almost like let him play for a year and string loads of games together and then make him king mate because he's the guy he's flat out the guy yeah uh there's three years i think since he <laughs> had that knee injury putting thomas francis over against South africa where they won so quite an emotional moment for him problem with back rows at the moment in wales is that there's also justin tipperick there's josh navidi who's injured yes. there's tame bashan um, all three of those really are sevens, although Navidi can play eight and six. Then you've got Falatau to come back, Moriarty injured, Wainwright injured. Mm-hmm. Look, and I know not all of them are going to be mm-hmm. fit at the same time, but Ellis is is a seven, um, although he had more of a, an effect in the game at six because he was arriving maybe second to the breakdown, which yeah. allowed him to, to get over, over the ball. So he had more turnovers than Basham. 
and Basham was more of a carrier for, for Wales at the weekend. So Ellis probably had more to do defensively, whilst Basham was had more to do in attack. Um, I agree with you, though. I thought he was bloody brilliant. Uh, and if, oh, Wales, fantastic, if man. Wales had won, he would have been mom. Yeah. Even though I don't pick it. But I have such an influence in comms that... Do you know what... People yeah. listen to me. The thing is, you can't... You have to pick Ellis Jenkins. You have to pick... Tipperick, you have to pick Falatau. You have to pick you Navidi. Have to pick <laughs> Navidi. You have you have to pick Wayne right at the moment. You, know. you you basically you can't have any second rows anymore playing for Wales. You just need five back rowers basically who are really strong. And, and I think if he, and you'll be fine. If he strings together six months of games without getting injured, so plays for his club, plays for Wales, then you could start thinking about yeah, you know he can be the next Welsh captain. But until he does that. Not to do with take the it. pressure off him. Yeah, not to do with form. So but, yeah, you know, but but you know, you look at that team, and if John Davis doesn't play at thirteen, you know, you got Dan Bigger there, and like he can't take the captaincy because it happens with Farrell, it happens with Sexton, but yeah, you know, you, you don't necessarily want to give it to him because he's got so much else to think about. Yeah, at ten, but again, I don't think it probably affect him too much because he's that experienced and he's. He's that good under pressure. And do you know what? He was really good talking to the ref at the weekend. It's massive difference. You know, because sometimes you see yeah. when things don't go his way, his arms go in the air and he starts hammering the ref. Maybe because it was Roman Poit's last game, he took it easy on him. But, you know, it, he was really mature in the way he spoke to the ref. And that has a massive effect of the game as well, I think, as to how referees treat you and look at you as well. I know it shouldn't, but... It definitely does. You know, why do you think Lowell was captain for such a long time for Wasps? Because, you know, he had such a good rapport and he could influence refs, maybe slightly, uh, in the way they thought. But it was um, it was a real good game considering the weather was so appalling because the weather blatantly and obviously suited South Africa and it was hammering it down. I don't know if you could see from the wide angles, yep. but you get the, sh- the tight angles and you can see the rain and... That went on about it the, enough and come. That went on to South Africa's benefit. South Africa woken up twice in the night, 4 a.m. Uh, in the morning. And, in the morning? Yep. And, you know, you, sometimes accidents happen. 7.20 a.m., <laughs> something's gone on. So they didn't use that as an excuse. Nina Barr said, you know, these things happen. But not ideal, is it, to be woken up twice? A um, couple of things in that game, flats that stood out for me. Uh, the first thing was that Andrew Cotter changed all of the co-coms. I was meant to be sat next to Sam, uh, where yeah. we had three screens. Uh, yeah. One screen for me, middle screen for stats, one screen for Sam. But yeah. And that was set up like that, but Andrew quickly moved it when no one was looking. So I was sat next to Andrew, so we just had two screens and Sam was sat on his own. Because, you know, I think I think with when he sat next to me, I just... I, I just give off a massive amount of confidence for him and he feeds off that, yeah. you know, so he feels more comfortable. Um, it, and it also can, it can be difficult to keep your cool around Sam Warburton's biceps and triceps because yes. they're not, it's, do you know what? I can say this without worrying about, uh, you know, if you didn't know him and he walked past you in the street, you would say that bloke is bang on the gear. But also, no, no one's got muscles that big, but pe- he's not, He's just a freak. People don't realise this because they see Sam at pitch side, they don't see him in comms, but when he moves from pitch side in his burgundy jumper and his grey yeah. or, or black coat, he comes up to comms, he's wearing a vest. He has a quick yeah. change and loves to do comms in vest. So, yeah. Um, but uh, I loved his bandana at the weekend. 
Cotters. Great that works for the best. Cotters, which I, I never knew that was his nickname until Brian Abana. <laughs> hey, so, Cotters. Um, <laughs> some some lovely quips at the weekend. Uh, I like your DNA one. He got you, he got you, fella, because I knew oh. you were planning it. I knew it. And he said, you, I, I was, was waiting pla- for I it. I wasn't planning it. Why'd you say that, mate? No, but I knew, I knew you were planning something because you told me to listen up. Yeah, and I told you about it anyway. I know. Um, and he knew it straight away. He knew that deoxyribonucleic acid was DNA. You know, yep. try to get him into a corner and, no, you know, nobody no. puts nobody puts His brain's baby cotter big. in a corner, do they? <laughs> nobody put nobody puts cotters in a corner. Eh? Um, well, uh, a banner was calling someone a spicy plum um, in the game as well, and yeah, I can't remember who What's came that? on. Some one of the I can't remember who it was because uh, I was obviously concentrating on stats and mm. what I'm going to say next. But all I could hear was cotters going, "Hey, you spicy plum!" <laughs> to to some <laughs> other field. I was having a good old giggle. Um, yeah. But well, anyway, don't. but anyway, uh, decent game. Although there was only one try, it was decent. Uh, Wales had a try scoring opportunity, but I think it was a guy called Callum Rowe took a bet for twenty quid, walked down the stairs, and decided to run onto the field like an absolute bleep and ruin whatever chance Wales had. Now, I'm not saying it was going to definitely be a try because Liam Williams has to it turn to catch the ball. Hey, but mate, listen. Listen to me, Flats. You take that wide angle and you look at that wide angle. The ball wasn't great to Liam Williams, which I think was Johnny McNichol, which maybe Liam Williams is a little bit flat, but you're seeing that in the corner of your eye. You know something's foreign on the field and it it is enough to put you off, but we'll never know. But that was Wales' best attacking opportunity. Um, Lewis Rees-Zamet has another, steps inside. Mapipi's gas is absolutely rapid, which causes Zamet to step back inside. Then Khaleesi comes across with a cover tackle, which was brilliant. Um, That's a hell of a tackle. Yeah. The front row made a massive difference for South Africa when they came on. But a couple of instances towards the end of the game where Mpipi just climbs above, takes one catch uh, from mm-hmm. a box kick. And what that does is it just gives you territory and possession, you know, deep inside Wales is half and South Africa win a penalty they got a touch and Mark scores line out drive another time uh, towards the end of the game Mpipi gets a, a hand to it knocks the ball back South Africa get possession and ultimately win a penalty and the game's gone away from Wales so disappointing for Wales because they were in the game right until the 74th minute um, they fronted up really well defensively they pushed South Africa back, you know, two or three lineouts South Africa had, five metres out. You had Etzebeth coming around the corner, you had Diaga coming around the corner, they were hammered back, Ellis Jenkins was great uh, over the ball, but just didn't quite have the power towards the end of the game. But it's okay, mate. I've got Fiji this weekend. Be easy. Piece of cake. Yeah. Um, so that that was my that, review, mate. Sorry if it went on. Thank you. Oh, God, I'm sorry. You're done. Um, I don't think Liam Williams would have scored. However, a um, couple of things. The, you wouldn't. The pass wasn't great, but the pass said. would... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not just... The pass will have been affected by something in the corner of his eye, as you said. So we don't quite know, but I think he, I mean, he probably wouldn't. But nonetheless, he... So he has been banned for life in the Principality. As someone said on into the internet, completely unenforceable. He could be at the next game. Nobody would know. Shave his head, stick a baseball cap on, grow a beard. He's in. Look at Jarv69. Exactly. Look at Jarvo. Um, so I actually think the last, because I think security staff, stewards or whatever, security staff at rugby games are so used to nobody really causing any trouble 
that they probably just quite chilled. But they got unfortunately they got to step up now because these people are getting on the field too easily. So someone needs to start, you know, keeping their eyes open, knocking people about, and you know if if Manu's not fit, stick him on the staff, give him a match fee. Yeah. Um, you know, Haskell, Haskell was at Haskell was at Twickenham. He can't uh, move, mate. He cannot dancing move. around like a lemon. Stick him, stick him in a to give him a give him an earpiece and stick him in a security jacket. Mate, he'd, be like the, he'd be like the QE two turning now. He's, he's so big. A um, couple of players I need to say, mate. Um, Quagga Smith. Wow. Quagga. Quagga. Yeah. If he didn't win man of the match, then it was obviously going to be uh, France Stain, who came off the bench early for Villemse, but. His decision making of I don't know, pass kick run at fifteen, for instance, every time he got it spot on. You know, he's running the ball back, he was stepping, he was getting his team back over the game line. Some of the kicks he had, he had a fifty four metre kick was which was absolutely massive, nearly nearly as long as Paul Thorburn's, which is the record. Um hundred and seven metres. Yeah, yeah, but but he was good. Cobus Reiner, I thought came on and made right, a look, we, look, we've done we've done yeah, that game. Okay, Everyone's fine. seen it. Fine. Well fine, done South fine. Africa, but I you know, I'm completely neutral, but I wanted Wales to win, but that's how it goes. Okay, um Dan yeah. Bigger, Dan Bigger, really um good. love you, uh, let's go on holiday together. I just think I just think I don't even know the bloke. I just think uh, he's the guy. He is the guy. I think he's great. Um and uh the England game, actually what I would say is difficult is the wrong word because it was really fun and enjoyable and I wasn't, you know, tarmac in the m4 at three in the morning but they're reasonably difficult games to commentate on when they're that one-sided because it is just the same thing happening over and over again in that tonga weren't in position tonga line break try line break try for a while and also the the pre the two things are explaining england's um superiority in different ways every time is a bit of a challenge but really i just wanted tonga to do something in attack and put something together. But I think over the course of, what, an hour and a half, I think they actually didn't put anything together at all, even once. Mm. So it then becomes like, well, you know, it is a great day out and it's great to watch some of the England players really fly and Henry Slade look fantastic, especially in the second half. Ben Youngs is really sharp. So all that stuff, good. But it is kind of like, mm, um, could we could we get the Australia game going now, please? And I, I felt really sorry for Tonga and it's not disrespectful to them, but it was an absolute thrashing. And as a co-commentator, there is just a limited amount you can say about Tonga. You, you feel disrespectful because you think, I haven't, I haven't mentioned Tonga for five minutes, but that's because they haven't had the ball. When they've had it, they've given it back straight back again. That Such yeah. was the difference in level. And it makes you think, I wish, you know, I don't know, I wish Elon Musk would just finance, you know, South Sea Islands rugby instead of... Um, you know, offering to end world famine, not instead of, as well as, uh, you know, so it's like, it, it, yeah, Roger it's Harry not could. as simple as that. Roger Harry from Circle Ro- IT could. Oh God, he could. Richest yeah. man in Wales. Yeah. 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 So anyway, it it was a bit like that, um, but <clears throat> there were some really strong performances from England. I thought Jamie George looked good again and he, always, he has, he always has. He wasn't but even it, in the initial squad. No, and you, you think what you want about that, but George Furbank starting at 10 was the main story and, do you know what? He's absolutely fine. Made one lovely break, lovely hands down the right uh, one, but he was absolutely fine because he's a lovely rugby player. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, not I'm sure, I'm convinced Eddie has a, a secret plan for Marcus Smith that didn't really, I don't think he was just on the bench because he didn't train that much last week. How much did George Furbank run at 10 last week? I mean, yeah. a bit. How much has he ever run at 10? I mean, hardly ever. So, mm. Uh, there'll be something else and he'll have a plan for Marcus Smith. Um, Owen Farrell 
is positive was now has now been proven to be a false positive. So he's back in contention for the Australia game this weekend. But you know, everybody apart from the fact that other teams hate him, everybody want would want Owen Farrell to have played lots of games for their country or their team because he's he's a beast. However, I really want Marcus Smith to play ten and Tuolangi to play twelve and Slade to play thirteen this weekend. I really want that. Mm. I don't think it will happen. Um, I think you, Owen Farrell comes straight back in, but Marcus Smith just, I realise it's against Tonga, but when he came on, the game changed. You can do that with Smith. So you can have Marcus Smith at 10 and, and have less creation outside you because he's he's got more than enough. Um, if mm. you really want to play a wide game, you, you play Farrell at 12. Uh, but I, I'd quite like to see Marcus Smith, Farrell and Tuolagi. Um I think that would be a pretty decent lineup as well. Like Don Brandt, yeah, you know, and I'm saying that you know I'm not an England fan, but you know you just want to reward what you see as form in the Gallagher into international level. Yeah, um, I think it, it's one of those things that I I really want to see Don Brandt at eight. Got to pick Curry. Yeah, got to pick Underhill. I think, but then where does Courtney go? Second row, but then you lose Johnny Hill because you can't lose Marrow. I don't want England to lose Johnny Hill because exceptional. So it is very difficult. Um, it's a, nice, it's a nice sort of difficult, but I just, I flat out think Marcus Smith should be playing fly-off for England all the time. And <laughs> That's I, what I think. And but. I think Tuolagi is far more effective at 13 because you, you can still use him for yeah. uh, set piece, for gain line, but he's just got a little bit more room and when he's got a little bit more room, that's when the fen comes out. That's when the step inside comes out. So you're running at weak mm. shoulders. At 12, you've got to run into probably a little bit more heavy traffic so you're not going to make as many clean breaks, but just that one sort of position out, you've got so much more room to to either step inside and over chase in 13 or um, get around the outside and bump off at a 12, trying to drift. I yeah, just, here's, I think a, it's more here's the thing there. as well. Like, what, I don't know what you think, but because I watch all the Prem games, it's like of you do. Ma- Manu, Manu's mega and all that. And he looks lighter. He looks fit. He looks great in great shape. At 12, he is kind of, for England, he's your ultimate momentum machine making yards off the back of set piece, making yards in midfield, all that stuff. He's a nice get out for a fly half um, in heavy traffic, but he can bust tackles and get the ball away. I actually don't think he's quite as good at that job as Andre Esterhazen is for Quinns, who plays alongside Marcus Smith, I, to the point where I'm not sure there's anyone, maybe Karevi, Karevi, I would say. Dialundi is a wonderful player, but I think at that game line bust with the getting the ball away in between defenders I actually think Esterhazen is pretty much unrivaled at the moment yeah but Esterhazen is a bigger bloke mind like Tuolangi's Ma- much bigger yeah. Tuolangi's stocky and shorter but because Esterhazen's so tall you know he gets his hands through tackles he gets his arms mm. through tackles so yeah. you know he can offload him and keep that point of uh, attack he's alive he's so big mate he is he's big. so big but he I always look a at pair him. of like chill shorts and flip flops the other week when he wasn't playing and I was like that is He's massive yeah, bloke. But I look at him and I just think, in a season, you've probably got two reds in you. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're a horrible bloke. You no, mean. I just, not not because of being dirty, but I just think, you know, sometimes tackle technique comes into it and... Height know, doesn't help. Height doesn't help. You know, leading with a forearm doesn't help. I just, I just look at him and I think sometimes, I think he's a class player, massively, but I just think... There is a red in you. And, it, and then Jasper, Jasper Visa carries that threat a little bit. And I think, yep. would I sign him? Yeah, like Chris yeah. Halofia. I know, I'm not saying, I'm like not saying he, I wouldn't sign him. I'm just saying him. Yeah. there's that element of doubt in my head a little bit of, yeah. 
at some stage. But it's he's almost do like it. that. Almost makes him a bit more of a threat. Like, yep, I agree. It's like we we had that for years with with Gruy, and it was like, well, that's actually part of the reason he's got a deal. Like, it's partly yeah. the rugby, partly yeah, yeah. that you enforcer know. Um, type of thing. Yeah, but Jasper Visa is one of my favourites. The power he generates is mm. freaky, absolutely freaky. Their bench was amazing at the weekend. Um, Scotland, Australia, really good win for Scotland against Australia. Ray, really enjoyed. Yeah, I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, it was really, good really good. It was a yeah. good game. Stuart Hogg, electric. I thought the, the Scotland forward pack as a as a whole were outstanding. That that knockout on uh, Tupo was horrible, actually, wasn't it? Ugh. Yeah, it's in a massive. I mean, no, no one's fault, but. Um, yeah, it was Johnston runs a hard line, and he's he's a cracking player. I think Sam Johnston, he's a really good player. Yeah, he plays think? really well for um, for Glasgow, and he's good at hitting angles. Um, he's good at pl- being that twelve ball player. He's got a good passing game. He's tough, uh, and he is easily, I think, the best Scottish twelve at the moment. Although Redpath, we've only seen a small amount of him. Oh, but, he's good boy. Yeah, but Johnston's up there as well. I think so. I got a theory. All right, go on then. Redpath is young and he's, you know, he's young in good nick, looks great in a tight T-shirt, but he's tough. He's a bit like Henry Slade, yeah. he's really tough. And yeah. I think when he comes back and he's fully fit, I wonder if, I know Chris Harris started for the Lions and he's a wonderful defender. I wonder if Johnston at 12, Redpath at 13, because I just, I look at Scotland's attack and I think defensively in that 13 channel, you are bang on because you've got Chris Harris, but I think in attack there could be more there. Yeah, like, I, no, I actually I, think they're better. They're better attackers um, with you. at the moment. Van der Merwe had a couple of big runs. One of them really helped for you and Ashman's try. You know, sub hooker mm. coming in and being able to. They, they talked about it good, in there. Yeah, a really good finish for a hooker. Probably won't score another one like that. Hamish Watson scores well, but there was one uh, part of the game. There's always some sort of contentious decision. And it was whether Michael Hooper's try or not should have been awarded because he scores a try, but there was a an instant, wasn't there? There was a yellow card that was actually given Alan, to Alan Toa, yeah. Alan. Now, what do you make Alan of that? Toa. Because yeah. his arm looked tucked, but then, and it, but that's just sometimes the way you, you run or the, the way you're going, you know, you. Sometimes when an arm is tucked, it, it's not tucked for that purpose of a swinging arm. But it, it looks to me like the arm goes straight down onto the floor rather than trying to hit someone's face. And it glances past one of the Scottish players' face. I I didn't think it was a penalty or a yellow card. Okay. Um, but you know what I'm like, I mate. thought, I know you're like, you think game's gone soft. It's a, it's a flat-out attempt at a cheap shot that he doesn't quite get right. So it's it's absolutely a swinging arm to swing, the head. Sw- he's not, swinging arm it's just goes, not a very good one. Swinging arm goes down to the floor, though. Yeah, but because the head's near the floor. It, it's it's just not a very good one. It's not very coordinated, but I see his eyes change. You see his... He goes for it, like, 100%. Done it myself, boy. Um, never, never a good one, but done it. Flat-out, 100% cheap shot, in my view. And... Ultimately, I think it's irrelevant because Michael Hooper crawled when he's on his knees. So, no try. Nah, it wasn't a double movement. The try was fine, I thought. I just, I just didn't yeah, think right. it was... I, I can't d- say who, but <laughs> I can't say who because I haven't asked his permission. So but I, spoke, I, was texting I spoke to one a ref. The, I spoke to a one ref. Of the refs. I spoke so to I. a ref. I knew you were going to come out with that because... <laughs> I did. And I was yeah, just so like, did I. And he said, he, he, it's fine. He disagreed, I think. He, on he the. Um, he disagreed on my view of the club, but he said, ultimately, it's irrelevant because Hooper crawls on his knees. Yeah. 
So I, I mean, that's his point, not mine. I've nicked I that. Flat four, out cheap shot. That. Spoke to four refs, and they said it was absolutely fine. Should have been awarded. Tony uh, Spreby's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I, we we we, did, we disagreed on it actually, but his view is the Hooper thing. But I think the swinging arm. Well, I've said what I think. Spreaders must be good on a night out because it's always good to have like a, a paramedic with you, isn't it? Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I always think it's good to have someone with, with medical um, expertise on a night out, just in case. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. or you never you know, know one of those solicitors on. that provided by the police station. So they just because they you know they know the system. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was um, right. Island Hammer Japan didn't quite see that yeah. happening by by so many points. No, we good saw Japan, Japan team. Yeah, <laughs> and we saw how good Japan were for World Cups. Maybe they're just peaking World Cups. I don't know. Um, and France put twenty nine points to Argentina's twenty. But anyway, the games this weekend. Uh, England, Australia. Ooh, that France game was intense, boy. I haven't seen it. Oof, really intense. Ooh, France v Australia. Um, um, England v Australia. Yep. Um, I think England win on Australia's last showing. There's not a lot you can take from England's last showing except that they enjoyed themselves um, against a team that had no chance because their preparation and resources isn't at the same level. Um, I think England win and I think they probably win by eight points yeah. or so this weekend. Yeah. Um, Scotland, South Africa... You know, di- different, literally a different ball game, but different ball game in terms of power. And as a neutral, I'd love Scotland to win that. Um, don't think they will. I think they'll get. You know I think they could get pushed backwards. On a game like Scotland South Africa, uh, it's it's difficult to call because weather will play a massive factor in it. it I, I really think that. I think if it's poor conditions, then I think South Africa win. I think if it's dry conditions, I think Scotland will win. In my yeah. view. Um, because Finn Russell was, hey, how how he gets the ball out of tackles is beyond sometimes. I know, isn't he great? Yeah, yeah. But they've got they've got players like him. They've got like raw talent everywhere. Like Darcy Graham, I love watching. I know sometimes he might go off and do something a little bit silly, but you want him in your team. Stuart yep. Hogg, great attacking player. You know, view space differently to a lot of other 50s. I like Matt Fagerson as well. He's, yeah. He's good. Remind, reminds me a lot of Tom Willis, the young bloke from Wasps. Just big bloke, but light on his feet, really aggressive, develops a lot, generates a lot of power really quickly. Yep. Jamie Ritchie's class. They, they just got a lot of really good players. Sort of second rows really put it about. I thought they looked great. Yep. Um, yep. And I would love them. I'd love them to win this weekend because it's just great for the game. But I, I feel like South Africa's power and their will their will will be just be too strong and they've got too many big units in there. Here we go. Ireland, New Zealand. Now, Ireland oh. is, is different. It's different to, um, it's different to England. It's, you know, or not England. It's different to Scotland and Wales, you know, because Ireland have beaten New Zealand, I, th- I think a couple of times, have they, since recently? Yep. And I know they built, uh, yep. they beat them over in the US, but I think they built, uh, beat, beat them, them again. They beat yeah. them twice. Yep. So that's a different mindset. Is that right? Completely, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think we're right. I think yeah. But, you know, for someone like Wales, you know, they won't go in with any real confidence knowing they've not beaten New Zealand since 1953, whilst Ireland will go in knowing they've done it before. And that does play a factor in it. You know, you, yeah. it's a different mindset, isn't it? It's a positivity mindset of, like, we've done this before. We can do it again. You know, we've put them under pressure. And we've come away with two results. So... Saying that, though, I think and like Zoom I was saying, Tommy, any, yeah, I, I do, but any team with Tiger Furlong in it, mate, it'll be a close what game. A it'll be a close game, but Probably I think, I think, yeah, I think New Zealand might just have a little bit too much for him. Here's one. Here's one. All round, is Tiger Furlong the best prop the world's ever seen? 
big call because Christian Califano would have something to say about that. Carl Heyman as well, but he didn't. He wasn't as much of a baller or a carrier as yeah. Tyg Furlong. But at the basics, Carl Heyman was probably unrivaled in the modern professional era. I'm talking about. I, I mate, let's just say professional because that's all I really. I don't know a huge amount from before. But is Tyg Burn the best prop there's been since the game went pro in '95? I think he might be. Tyg Furlong, not Burn. Sorry, Tyg Furlong. Yeah, um, can Tyg he Burn ch- also probably play prop. Can he chip and chase like Darren Morris? Um, hopefully we'll see down like Gethin. Hopefully we'll see Saturday. Uh, but yeah, I think because I think you got Gethin you. or whatever. What absolute absolute legend of the game. But there were times when his tight work wasn't at the, wasn't at the required level. And there were times when it was like yeah. wasn't top tight furlong. Basically, is always always hard work in the tight. Always hard work in the loose. Always hard work in defence. Super active. He's just unbelievable player. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. Yeah, good boy. Yeah, well. I think that's it. And he, and, he gave, and he gave himself a nickname, the jukebox. You know about that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Hits just to keep it coming. Yeah, love it. Uh, that'll do us, mate. It's a long one, that. Yeah, cool. Well done, boy. Maybe, I should, on add, maybe I should add all the Formula One stuff out. God. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't. Yeah. I won't. Please don't. Um, all right, boy. Look, good luck to you, all right? And, let's, um, let's do you an comment, Insta Live. this weekend, boy. I think we'll do an Insta Live on Thursday if we can. Maybe preview some of the games. Oh, yeah, okay. If you're around. Are you around? I'm around, yeah. Um, do it. Don't wear a shirt. Okay, okay. See you then. We'll let everyone know. Okay, bye. Topless. Okay, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.